Hey there, Duke fans. Welcome to DBR Bites, number 25. We haven't done a DBR Bites in a while, but we figured we would jump on here Thursday, September 21st. Happy Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. And for Duke fans, we got another one. Yes, Con Knipple has declared, uh, or at least committed, to the Duke Blue Devils. He is in the class of 2024. We wanted to jump on. It's not quite an emergency podcast because it's a few hours later, but we are here. We have all three of us Wait, 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 wait. It's still an emergency. It was it, it, just because it took us a couple hours to get ourselves together. It's Jason. It's my, oh wait, Jason, it's I have a, I, Jason, I have a strict policy on what a, what an emergency is, and it's usually right after a game or right after something happens. This is still a, it's still a big deal, but we're not getting the sirens on this one when I added it later on. This so is, this is classic. This is uh, th- this is classic Duke, you know, nonsense. Five star <laughs> commit decides. Five star prospect decides he's coming to Duke. And we can't even bother calling an emergency. Do you know? <laughs> do you know how many ACC programs, uh, former SB Nation podcasts, would be calling this commitment an emergency podcast? Come on. They also, they also. I mean, it was. We'll call it a surprise podcast because I'm gonna tell you, we didn't know this was coming. Wait, wait, wait. This first, surprise, first, first, surprise, first, first. Sam, surprise. This is Sam. I'm back. I'm, I'm yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to welcome back, Sam. Sam's <laughs> been gone for a minute. We missed you. Good. To, got, like, good that you're here. I, I've got like five episodes of the DBR podcast in my in my podcast queue that I haven't listened to. I I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens after the Clemson game. Anything good? <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you, but no, I'm just going to say no. it's been pretty good. Yeah, I'm 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 more interested in the uh, in the CU Buffaloes. So, um, so uh, that's a story. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, real quick, Jason, you're here too, but where are you? You're not you're not in your normal home. You're I am not. You, you were gambling. I was gambling, yeah. So I'm at the Jersey Shore. I'm in Longport. I think I've done a few podcasts from here in the past. I came up here with my buddy Andy, and we uh we went over to the uh Borgata today, played in a poker tournament, played a bunch of blackjack. I usually come on here and talk to you guys about how much success I've had at, at poker and cards and and gambling and such. I, I, when I did my cruise to Norway and Iceland, I won fifteen hundred bucks on the cruise, one thousand five hundred dollars of profit in Jason's pocket. I gave back half of that tonight. <laughs> hey. I had a I had a brutal brutal night at the blackjack table. Let me just put it that way. But but I have put some wagers on Daniel Jones, and he's in the process of maybe making me a little bit of money back. He's got to get to about two hundred and twelve yards passing, maybe. Also made some. Is, I made some very good wagers on the Atlanta Braves. That worked out for me very nicely. Tonight. Jason, I hope you have tums because this game is not going <laughs> quite well for the uh, for the New York Giants. But hey, we're not talking about football tonight. We 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 talk about football a lot the last couple of weeks. We're going to talk about basketball. Con Knipple, number sixteen in the. I'm sorry, number fifteen in the class of 2024. Two four seven composite rankings. Six five, two hundred five pounds, small forward from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is the third commitment for John Shire from the class of 2024. He joins Isaiah Evans and Darren Harris as the guys who will be matriculating to Duke next year. Jason, I'm going to start with you because, you know, you kind of have your te- your your eyes on these things. But this, from what I've seen, was a complete surprise. Like, it, to the point where the, the another one video that we're so used to seeing, that didn't come for like 30, 45 minutes after uh, Knipple made his announcement. But tell us about this guy and why we should be excited that he's coming to Durham. Let me start with the surprise part of it because usually when when Duke gets a kid who recruits, usually we've talked about him on this podcast prior to him committing to Duke, especially a guy who, like this, is clearly a top 20 recruit in the class. 
Because usually we get excited about it. Like, oh, he's visiting. Oh, you know, let's tell you about this guy that Duke's involved with. We've known for a while that Duke was involved with Con Knipple, but the presumption was all, like everyone thought this kid was going to go to one of three places. He was either going to go to Virginia. A lot of people thought he was going to go to Virginia. He was going to stay home and go to Wisconsin or Alabama, one of the schools that really hands out money in name, image, and likeness. And I want to be clear, there's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing wrong with it. But SEC schools and Alabama is one of the leaders in this. Alabama hands out the bag. They're like, here you go, come our way. And so if you'd asked me to handicap this six hours ago, <laughs> three hours ago, I would have said, yeah, like 30% chance for Virginia and Wisconsin and Alabama, and maybe 10% for Duke. So this came out of left field. I am shocked. And it is, it's a great commitment for John Shire because this dude can shoot. I mean, he and Darren Harris, who's already committed to Duke, are the two best shooters in the class. John Shire got both of them. And when you look at the commitments, Jason, I, I, look, I, I haven't I haven't watched, uh, you know, broken down all the Con Knippel highlights yet. But when you look at the commits that, that John Shire has in the bag, when you look at the guys that, you know, we feel – are are you know have good good shot duke has a good shot at landing namely cooper flag who's who's now in this class and you look at some of the guys on the roster this year who are potentially going to be coming back for duke next year can you say switching duke is going to have an absolute nightmare lineup of guys in that six four six five six 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 seven six eight range a lot of guys who are rangy a lot of guys who can shoot a lot of guys with with size on the perimeter and if you know if for whatever reason con knipple can't can't get off the bench darren harris is is there for duke hopefully cooper flag is there for duke Jaden shoot is probably going to be there for duke tj power is probably going to be there for duke there are dudes on the perimeter for duke next year who are going to be shooting and playing defense I'm not going to say that John Shire appears to be biased in favor of of guys who are approximately his size, but but man, Duke is going to be loaded on the perimeter. This is going to be a switching team. Look, you know, we we left out Isaiah Evans, who's that like shooting is not his full time bag, but at least he can shoot the ball, right? He, he's still very good at this, but it's not like his primary like asset. Me and my best Isaiah friend, Evans, Isaiah Evans, like top five in the class. We haven't even mentioned him yet. <laughs> right. So, and of course, we're again, like you say, we're still going after flag. We're still going after a couple of other guys that, you know, Dylan Harper's that may may not come. But again, Dylan we didn't Harper, think Knipple like, was coming like, until. I guess Dylan Harper. No, it's go. not happening. <laughs> but Forget, Dylan Harper's not coming. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. Dylan Harper's not coming to Duke. That, when you that, look at this roster, it just doesn't make any, the point. Doesn't make the, any the sense. Dylan Harper part, is beside the point. That's not my point here. Me and my best friend talk about this. And basically we said, John Shire saw how we shot last year and took it personally. And we're never going to have a bad shooting year again, because he's just going after everybody. who can shoot. Like, well, exactly. wants, John, John Shire wants it to be a, uh, wants it to be competitive against him and him in practice. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's just, he said, he's he said, everyone's going to be coming against me. I want to, I want to be in practice and I want these guys to be shooting better than me, which is very, very good. So I like this because first of all, I, can we just go back uh, real quick to Knipple again? It feels like, and just looking through like what happened, it kind of just felt like he said he called up the coaches and was like, hey, coach, I'm coming. I'm going to post about this now. Good evening. And just hung up the phone, <laughs> called the other coaches, said, hey, I'm going to Duke. Thanks for everything. Click. And just posted. 
breath of fresh air man like this whole like waiting yeah. and stuff like that's actually i i i really like this kid for just the simple fact that he was like hey i'm coming to duke that's that i, I you know i have thursday night football to watch you know th- you know thanks for the recruiting but uh, but it's done like it's finished that sort of thing is cool i think that's going to really endear himself to a lot of fans but also again the shooting aspect of things the fact that the, the everyone in this class can shoot but Colin Knipple is one of those guys that people had their eyes on for a long time we like Jason like you said we didn't because it was very much assumed that he was going to one of two places real I mean Alabama was there just for money aspects but it was really Wisconsin and Virginia that were kind of leaders in the clubhouse so for him to declare for Duke this is a big deal and to add to this class again we're not done yet it's just another one but man this is great I must get feel to be a Virginia fan, I mean, look, they've had some great years and that program, is, they're in great shape. But from a recruiting standpoint, like this guy was their target. This guy, they were like, we're, this is the dude we're landing. And Duke's just like, you know, oh, he's like the third best guy in our class. And we have, like Sam said, we've got we've got six other dudes very much similar to him. And and we're just like, oh, yeah, hey, what the hell? OK, we'll get him as well. I, I, I mean, I almost feel sorry for Virginia. I don't really, but a little tiny bit. I, mean, I almost feel sorry for them. I never feel sorry for anybody who loses <laughs> in a recruiting battle less ever. Did Did you guys see in the uh, in the commitment announcement? I, I don't know if those those other blonde kids were his uh, or his brothers or his cousins, but uh, but Plumlee family, look out! Uh, yes, there is. There's about uh, there's about twenty feet or, or twenty seven feet of knipple, uh that that, <laughs> that could be available for Duke. It's a lot of knipple. Uh, <laughs> but no, there was like what was there five of them? Two of them are of them. about the same size as him. They look pretty and he's big. Six, five. I, I don't know if they're all basketball players or football players or what they are, but uh, but man, it's a big that's a big crew. If we have a if if we have another pipeline coming from you know from in a basketball family, I'm I'm with it because the last one worked out pretty well. Yeah, the the, the right the last time uh, Duke Duke recruited a, a succession of uh, of boys from the Midwest from from the same family we you know 21 feet of plumley but uh there's there, there's a there's a lot of knipple out there so you say we could get a chance to see multiple knipples I, it's possible <laughs> if you're if you're lucky if you act right <laughs> oh i feel like beavis and butthead <laughs> I, look, I I'm, I'm i'm just telling you the truth out there but look at i mean go look at them on twitter or whatever look, you want to look at the nipple you want to look at the nipples whatever, we, whatever we're supposed to call twitter these days <laughs> it's twitter that's what that's what we call it oh. um but hey let, let's let's pause for a if second we let's please we're calling it duke basketball report yet we probably won't get in trouble for calling it twitter right yeah hey, yeah it's, it's right. twitter it's what it is uh it, you know mama called him clay i'm gonna call him clay let's let's take a break real quick on the other side we have more stats more more gushing about the man that is confident for coming to do stay with us We are back and we are talking Conkinipple again. He has committed to Duke earlier this evening uh, in a surprise uh, commitment again, beating out the likes of Alabama, Wisconsin and Virginia. Jason, I know you had been following the EB, uh, EYBL uh, circuit when it happened to stuff, but we had a lot of guys that we were keeping our eye on that at the time we were, we know we had our eyes on, but of course 
Kai Knipple was also there. So give us the stats. We didn't obviously get to talk about him in his recruitment. So now we can talk about him now. Give us some of the stats that you had from the EYBL on Kai Knipple. So the, the EYBL circuit, uh, for folks who don't know, it is a series of games that happen all across the country before you get to the Peach Jam. Um, on the EYBL circuit, where, where these players are playing against the best players in the country, all, all, all the top dudes are here. And the leading scorer, the number one scorer, the top scorer, the guy who scored more points than anybody else on the EYBL circuit is a guy named Con Knipple. Averaged 22 and a half points per game on the EYBL. And what wasn't just, you know, wasn't just a scorer. Three and a half assists per game. This is a guy who will facilitate for his teammates. Five and a half rebounds per game, even though he mostly plays shooting guard. But the stat that's going to blow your socks off. Have you guys seen what his shooting percentage from three-point range was on the EYBL? Wasn't it like 43.7 or something like that? 43.7 would be outrageous. That would be ridiculously good. It was higher than that. 46. (laughs) 46. 46.7. Almost, dude almost hit 50% of his threes. When every team on the EYBL with the best players around knew this guy was going to be firing from long range. They were focused on him the whole game. They knew that his team was counting on him to be the leading scorer. And he still shot 46.7% from three-point range. And by the way, he's a volume shooter. He averaged eight three-point attempts per game. That's ridiculous. It is absurd. This guy is easily easily one of the best shooters the Duke has recruited in many years. Jason, I wish that he had committed like two days ago when we recapped some of the predictions, we talked about the most threes in a season and how, you know, usually teams aren't volume shooters or at least Duke teams usually aren't volume three point shooters. They kind of, you know, they shoot some, but they're not going, you're not shooting 50 times from three. Like some teams do Uh, this guy, when you add him to the class that we have coming in next year, when you add him to the guys who we presume will be around next year, we might be more of a volume shooting team next year. The balance might be shifting a little bit more towards the shooters because we have so many of them that we have options for. I, I mean, look, if you're going to shoot 46%, that's Seth Curry numbers in the NBA. Like, that's that's very good. And if as a team you're shooting over 40%, yeah, we're cutting down a lot of we're cutting out a lot of nets and we're lifting a lot of banners in its place. That's going to be right. fun. I, I've broken down about a minute and a half of film now on this guy. And I'm not sure if he does anything other than shoot, but, <laughs> but man, he's got a he's got a great form, and he looks like an adult. So uh, yeah, he has really broad shoulders. That when, when whenever I see him, the thing that strikes this that sort of strikes me is how like how thick, how broad he is, and how he gets those shoulders really square when he goes up to shoot. It's it's he has beautiful form. Yeah, usually when you see kids who are you know six six and seventeen years old, and they're and they're shooting threes, you're kind of like, oh, I hope it doesn't hurt. Like, he's too skinny to be doing that. But no, he looks like he's pretty solidly built. He's going to be pushing people around out there. And his frame, I mean, he's 205 right now. His frame would lend you to believe that he could still put some weight on to kind of battle with, like, especially, like, fighting through screens and stuff like that. That's where, you know, know, he doesn't need to add, like, 30 pounds of muscle, but he can add, you know, 10, 10 or 15 pounds worth of muscle and still be able to fight through those screens and still be able to get those, get those shots yeah, he, up. And he count. might have to, he might have to skip the uh, cookout diet runs, you know, everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, I think his cookout days might be behind him already. He's done. You know, well, maybe it, hope, I hope he got some on the visit. He's got the, <laughs> he's got the Wisconsin, you know, he's, he, he's corn fed this kid. So oh, yeah, he's, we well, got the cheese curds and the, and the brats. So yeah. I mean, he's from Milwaukee. My guy. Um, knows how to eat. Yeah, for sure. 
Jason, anything else before we wrap up on Conk and Ipple? No, I, I'm still I, I'm still stunned and amazed that I, I, I'll tell everybody I I was I was in the casino I was doing my thing and and Donald texted and was like I can't Con Knipple just commit to it and I was like you're, you're kidding I was I, I I was stunned by this and part of why I was stunned we sort of alluded to this earlier but I I think it's worth bringing up again Sam was talking about it like I, I look at the Duke roster this is a guy who was he's a top twenty recruit. He's considered the best shooter in the class. Any other program, any other program in the country would be looking at this guy and going, of course, he's going to start. This is this is our shooting guard or maybe our small forward. This is a wing for us. I look at Duke's roster next year. Now, granted, we don't know who's turning pro. We don't know if there's going to transfer portal, or whatever else. But I look at what Con Knipple is going to be facing if he comes. It is entirely possible that we'll get both Foster and McCain back. I don't know. They could both turn pro, but they could both be back. It's it, it's not a sure thing for either one of those guys. Jaden Shoot, uh, you guys know how high I am on Jaden Shoot, but like he could be battling Jaden Shoot for for playing time, big time. He could be battling Isaiah Evans, who's top five in the class. Because frankly, if Duke gets Cooper Flag, Isaiah Evans is going to have to play on the wing. Like it, it's just one after another of these guys who who are great skilled basketball players and and they're just gonna be you know i, I don't know what john shire is gonna do other than you know just rolling dudes in like a hockey blue line just one after another it's really exciting to think about it's it's what we have this year and it's going to be there next year and by the way the one i didn't mention there's still a chance i mean like look mark mitchell's not a sure thing that he's turning pro anything could happen with this duke roster and i just love that john shires is convincing guys to come to duke when there's not an obvious path to playing time where where the path to playing time is you have to work your butt off against guys who are future nba players and hope to get 15 minutes as a freshman if even that jason i I think you made the the point that stands out to me here which is that the roster that Duke is taking out this season and the, the upcoming 23-24 season is going to be the first time that John Shire really has to deal with having maybe too many guys and and dealing with expectations and and who knows how much how much more competitive it's gotten with NIL with transfers and all like we talk about how that that means that you know you constantly have to re-recruit your own players it's got to be even harder when most of those are five-star guys who Let's face it, like we don't know which of them it'll be. And I know that the predictions are rolling in, but but some of those guys on on Duke's roster this year who are recent five-star prospects are not going to be playing 15 minutes a game for Duke, let alone 25 or 30 minutes, because you know, we'll we'll, we'll do all the all the the roster speculation all we want. You can't. There aren't there aren't enough minutes on, on this team for everybody. And you know, I, I don't know. We haven't we haven't really heard much out of the program this fall about what the competition is looking like in practice or or who's really standing out. We will at some point, I assume very soon on that front, but the conversation it seems is already trickling down to the recruiting level because, because Con Knippel is, is not, I assume not, you know, not so dumb that he's like not looking at the, the recruiting rankings and looking who he's playing against. And he's on the UIBL. He knows who all these other kids are. And he knows that he knows the situation. All these other guys know the situation. They all know that Cooper flag is very interested in Duke and they all certainly know who Cooper flag is. So they're all aware of it. And like you said, Jason, it's a great thing. If it, if, if they're coming to Duke eyes wide open about, about having to compete for playing time. And and one more thing, 
I'm back on this picture of him uh, with his brothers or cousins. There are two kids in that picture. They can't be more than 15 years old, and they look like they're already 6'5". That's what I'm saying. And the, and the, saying. Other, the, other, the other two are like, are like haven't hit their growth spurts, so they're only about, you know, they would be the tallest members of the DBR podcast. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, I mean, man, we got a, we got a lot of recruiting to do with these kids in the future. Yeah, well, pipeline's going to stay there. I think I think you both hit on the main part of this, right? Is that competition? All these spots, all these spots we're talking about. There's going to be a lot of competition, and John Shire is recruiting guys who want to compete. If you, uh, I don't know if you guys listened to. Uh, him on the Brotherhood podcast that came out just a couple days ago. He was on there with Ryan Young. He mentioned that he just wants guys to come in and compete. And he wants them to come in with that expectation not to get minutes, but that the expectation that they're going to compete for everything that they have because that competition is going to make everybody better. So he's clearly, I mean, you know, of, of course, the you know, one of the most competitive, you know, fiery guys that, you know, Duke has ever seen as a head coach is going to come in and say, Hey, I want guys to be just like me who can shoot the ball, but, and also going to compete for everything. Uh, there's not, because remember there's only 200 minutes that they can distribute over the course of a game. And there's only one basketball. So everyone's got to buy into the mentality of, Hey, we're going to compete for everything. But at the end of the day, when we step on that court and we have the Duke jerseys on, we're all part of the same team. You guys got me looking into the con the Knipple family. I discovered something. This is unbelievable. This is incredible. So his father, Con Knuppel's father, is a guy named Clay Knuppel, who who is uh, who's a basketball coach, and he and his brothers. So this is Con's dad and Con's uncles. Were known as the Flying Knuppel Brothers, and they are in the Gus Macker Hall of Fame because yes. they won. They won yes. this. They won the national three-on-three basketball tournament, the Gus Macker three-on-three. They won it in 2003. Clay, Khan, Cole, and Clint Knipple. I knew I heard that name somewhere. Gus wow. Macker, by the way, Gus Macker tournament is is was the greatest tournament on the planet. Wait, so 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 that so the, like it was so is awesome. Con, is he Khan Junior? Is the Khan that Duke got Khan Junior? No, no, the Khan that Duke got, I think, is the son. I think. He's I the think, son of Clay? I think he's, I believe he's the son of Clay. Yes. I could be wrong about that. How many? Clay? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Con Knipple's uncles, his uncles are named Clay, Clint, and Cole, all with K's, by the way. So his dad, Con Knipple's dad is, is Clay. We're getting, or, or Clint. We're, we're getting a lot of, we're, we're or getting, something. So, so what are all the brothers' names? Court? The, bro, the brothers are, so the dad is Clay, K-L-A-Y. The brothers are Con, Cole, and Clint, all with K's. So Clay Knipple yeah, named yeah, but, his... But what about... what? If, so Duke's got a recruit named Con Knipple. He, appear, he, he appears in this photo to have four brothers. What are all those kids? There's, I assume there's Kyle and <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. And Conrad. And Colt. That's uh, four. Okay, I don't know. I'm Maybe. not sure. Kevin, I haven't. Kevin, <laughs> Kareem. Okay, wait, wait. One of them is Kyle. Kareem. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm getting an update. I'm getting. Player. I'm getting an update. Apparently, his father is Khan. So Khan is Khan Junior. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Or could be Khan the second. And his uncles are Clay, Clint, and Cole, K- who were the K-A-K-J, Knipple. Who? Yes. 
So his brothers were the flying, his his father and his uncles were the flying Knipple brothers. And and so he, I've got the children's names. The children are Uh-oh. Kayla with a Uh-oh. K, Kayla, Caitlin with a C. I can't believe they spell Caitlin with a C. And then the brothers are Jacob and Joshua, although it's worth noting Jacob is spelled with a K. Wait, sorry, say that again? Oh. <laughs> Jacob like Jakob, not like right. not like Jacob. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not, I, I, right. The, the K is in the middle there. The K is in the middle. I was about to tell you to spell Jacob with does a he, K. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it with a capital K? And when he writes it, does he have to does he have to capitalize the K and put it in the middle? I don't know. I don't know. We we have now gone, we've done a deep dive into the no, got, the, got, the Knipple so family questions. tree. I got so many more questions about this family. I can't wait to meet them all. <laughs> Uh, if you're a if you're a member of the Knibble family, I mean the odds the odds that one of them listens is extremely high, right? It, it seems like it seems like they're a significant portion of. There's the, nine million of them. I got the I got one population. more. I got I got one more good one. Clint, one of the brothers, one of the uncles. Clint Knipple works as an executive at Cole's Department Store. Well, of course, he lives <laughs> in Wisconsin. This is so of awesome. Course. Oh. Gotta, if they're Jewish, they've got an entire minion. In this one, in this one family of, of guys named Kay. This is incredible. That's I'm, why he, wait, he's coming to Duke because Coach K told yeah. him to. Yeah. There you go. He had to. Full circle, baby. It, it all comes full circle. It. Yeah. Unbelievable. This episode I'm, is brought to you by the letter K. <laughs> <laughs> right. And viewers like you. K, K is for Klein. Oh, yes, Sam <laughs> Klein. Yes. I could have been, I could have been one of these kids. I just, uh, I stopped growing. So. And you can't shoot as well as they and do. And I can't, I can't shoot a, I can't shoot a three pointer. So, so well, if he was taller, he might have dedicated this, but he wouldn't be on this show. It's so exactly. there's a lot of, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons. A lot of what ifs. I am, and there were this. Yeah, yeah. I've never held one of those Duke national championship trophies before, and I probably never will. So. I predict, I predict that a third of the audience has turned us off by this point. <laughs> That's why I've turned myself off at this I don't point. Know, I, it's I can't it's tell. late. You know what? I listened to. Uh, I don't know if you guys. I, I think I think the two of you may at least occasionally listen to the CBS college basketball show with with uh, yeah. Parrish and Matt Norlander, which I I think is quite entertaining. Uh, Gary Parrish went on for like twenty minutes the other day talking about I don't even know what he was, all kinds of he was talking about going to Cracker Barrel or something. This seems way more on topic. We're at least talking about the Duke player here. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. and the and, letter K and a guy so. who, frankly, like most Duke fans hadn't heard of. Even if you're follow recruiting, like he wasn't on the radar until very recently. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're taking our time here. So anyway, right. anyway hey if you were <laughs> to recap, there's 97 knipples in this family. And if you are one of them, email us dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to learn more about the family tree. And if you are not a knipple, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We would just love to hear from his, you uh, because we love hearing from his, you. His his Twitter handle is con two knipple. So we could have figured this out. Yep. Yeah, I second. apologize. See? I was I'll learning on the fly. This was all on the fly. We're good. That's me. All right. I think that's going to do it for this longer than normal DBR bites, but a very very fun one. DBR bites number twenty five. Con knipple, the latest commitment to the Duke Blue Devils for Sam and for Jason. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you all for listening. And remember. We got a bunch of stuff that you can you can hang out with. Fanatics, Home Field Apparel. Go get your stuff. DBR Podcast. Use that code at Home Field Apparel for 15% off. Everything you do, you can save money and you help support us in the show as we keep going. Basketball season is around the corner. We will be back 
after the weekend, the ACC schedule is supposed to be released on Tuesday. We will be back to cover it in full before we preview the Notre Dame game afterwards. But before then, again, for Jason, for Sam, I am Donald. This is the DBR Bites, episode 25. And now it's time for the Duke Band to play us out. Take us home. Happy fall! Do you remember? Leaf peeping! The 21st it's, night of September. It's pumpkin spice latte season, my friends. Basic. You are basic. <laughs> <laughs> Sweater weather. <laughs>